Good morning, Christ Community Church. I hope everybody's doing well and had a great week. Are you ready to join me in God's grace? If so, then let's do it. In five, four, three, two, one. Good morning. Welcome to Christ Community Church. We're so glad you guys have joined us. There's Justin and there's Zach Smith and Sean, and we got Derek back there too. We're so glad you guys have joined us this morning. Uh, we're going to play a song we played before, just with a much bigger band. We've invited all of our friends, and we encourage you guys to sing along with us. This place is trying to break my belief, but my faith is bigger than all I can see. What I need is redemption. What I need is for you to put me back on my feet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I swear I'm trying to give everything, but I feel I'm failing to make me believe what I need. Resurrection. What I need is for you to put me back on my feet. Whoa, whoa, if I could feel you shine your professional light, maybe I could call out of this tonight. If I can feel you shine, oh, let me feel you shine so beautiful and warm, so beautiful and bright like sun coming out of a rainy sky. Let me feel you shine, oh, let me feel you shine. Cause I lift the knife to the thing I love most, praying You'll come so that I can have both. What I need is you to touch me. What I need is for you to be the thing that I need. Whoa, whoa, if I could feel you shine your perpetual light. Maybe I could crawl out of this tonight If I could feel you shine, oh, let me feel you shine So beautiful and warm, so beautiful and bright Like the sun coming out of a rainy sky Let me feel you shine, oh, let me feel you shine To come, the generous King. I God need a Savior to come rescue me. If I could feel You shine Your magnificent light, then maybe I could crawl out of this tonight. 
If I could feel you shine, oh, let me feel you shine so beautiful and warm, so beautiful and bright like the sun coming out of a rainy sky. Oh, let me feel you shine. Let me feel you shine. Let me feel you shine. morning, C3. Um, I am excited to read the call to worship this morning. It is a passage of scripture that means a lot to me. I've prayed this over Dalton since he's been born. It's from Joshua 1 verses 7 through 9, and it's right after Moses passes away and Joshua is about to lead the Israelites into the promised land, and I'm sure he was overwhelmed and terrified. But uh, starting in verse 7, it's the Lord saying, Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let's pray. God, I pray that you'll just be with us when we feel overwhelmed and frightened, that when we are faithful to read your word and follow um, your law, that you will be with us and um, you will strengthen us and you will give us courage. We love you. Amen. I have this confidence because I've seen the faithfulness of God Still inside the storm The promise of the shore I trust the power of your word Enough to seek your kingdom first Beyond the barren place Beyond the ocean waves When I walk through the waters I won't be overcome When I go through the rivers I will not be drowned My God will make a way So I am not afraid You keep the promises you make There isn't one that is delayed so I will not lose heart Here I will lift my arms And start to sing into the night My praise will call the sun to rise Declare the battle won Declare that it is done When I walk through the waters I won't be overcome when I go through the rivers, I will not be drowned. My God will make a way, so I am not afraid. When I am in the fire, I will not 
herald of fame I'll stand before the giant Declaring victory My God will make a way So I am not afraid Before me, behind me Always beside me No shadow, no valley Where you won't find me No, I am not afraid Before me, behind me Always beside me No shadow, no valley Where you won't find me No, I am not afraid No, I am not afraid When I walk through the waters I won't be overcome When I go through the rivers I will not be drowned My God will make a way So I am not afraid When I am in the fire I will not feel the flame I'll stand before the giant Declaring victory My God will make a way So I am not afraid My God will make a way So I am not afraid No, I am not afraid No, I am not afraid Okay uh, good morning, C3 family. Uh, welcome to our Sunday morning uh, Bible study and time of worship. Uh, we're glad that you could join us. Um, thank you, guys. As always, the music is fabulous, and uh, I'm so very grateful. And I'm grateful that you could be with us today. Um, I really am. If you'll, uh, those of you that have been watching for a while, you quickly noticed that my bride is not with me today, and I'm very sad about that, but uh, she is at the hospital with her father who is um, not doing well at all physically, and if you think about it, uh, I'm sure they would appreciate your prayers, but that's why my why Shirley couldn't uh, be with me today. Um, if you've got a copy of the scriptures, you can go on and turn, if you want to, to Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3. That's where we're going to start, uh, but before we do that, let me just pray first real quickly. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you that we could gather this morning and study your word. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. And we ask you to open our eyes and our ears and soften our hearts and give us the ability to receive fresh light and truth and wisdom and grace as we study your word together. And we sure would be grateful if you would do this. And we pray it in Christ's name. Amen. Um, last week, I began a, a study with you, really from my own personal study uh, in the Bible, uh, beginning in Genesis 1, 2, and 3. That's where you know I read through the Bible every year. And so I began uh, last week in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, and just reading those three chapters uh, again last week, uh, God really spoke to me, as I mentioned last week, in a fresh way. Uh, just reminding me that um, because of the fall, our work and our relationships are uh, 
They're challenging. They're difficult. And if they're going to experience success, they're going to need continual, constant attention and care and effort. Uh, That's not an indication that something's wrong or there's a problem or I'm in the wrong work or the wrong relationship. Everyone that experiences success in this world, in their work and relationships, uh, they must accept the reality that it's going to demand a lot of work, a lot of uh, attention, a lot of care, a lot of effort. And the, the main thing, the main point that I hope everyone left last week with after our study was just the realization that relationships, especially because of the fall, they demand a lot of hard work. And people that are relationally successful are people that are not lazy. Lazy people are never going to experience relational success. Uh, Today, I want to continue that idea by just challenging us with another requirement for relational success, and that's courage. Uh, Relational success demands courage. And people that are relationally successful are people who are not controlled by fear. They've learned to be courageous. They've learned to be brave. As I said last week, relational compatibility is wonderful. It's lovely. It's a blessing. It's a joy. But I want to just challenge us today to consider that while relational compatibility is lovely, relational bravery is more important. It's it's actually vital. Um, I've been working on my own relationship with my wife for 40 years, with my parents for 61 years, uh, and with my daughter for 30, almost 34 years. I think that's right. And uh, I've been working with couples uh, in their relationships uh, for about 40 years. And what I've learned from all of those relationships that I've been involved uh, in is this. Fear ruins relationships. Uh, there is no greater challenge and there's no greater danger when it comes to our relationships than fear. Um, I've learned and am convinced that there's nothing that is of greater value to God than our relationships. Our relationship with Him and our relationship with one another. That's what He treasures and values the most. He knows that fear is the greatest challenge and the greatest danger when it comes to our relationships. Therefore, the number one command in the Bible, just by sheer redundancy, the thing that God commands us uh, to do or to not do, if you will, more than anything else is do not fear. Do not be afraid. Fear not. As far as just the number of times that God says it in the Bible, it's the number one command in the Bible. Do not fear. And yet, if we're honest, we do fear. We fear all the time. When it comes to our relationships, we fear mistakes. We fear failure. 
We fear being taken advantage of. We fear being replaced or abandoned. We fear being enough. We fear giving forgiveness. We fear asking for forgiveness. We fear losing control. We fear being the one who is expected to try first in a relationship, to try more in a relationship. We fear telling people hard truth. We fear hearing from people hard truth. We fear um, dying to self, and we fear losing our identity. You can always tell when a relationship is being damaged or destroyed by fear. Because what you see in that relationship is either flight or fight. When people get afraid, when fear enters their lives, our response is to flee or to fight. We flee a lot of the times. Uh, That means we hide, we run away, or we lie. For others, when we get afraid in our relationships, we fight, we attack, we try to control, we try to blame. And you, you see that in your own life and in my life. We see it in the lives and relationships of others. And here's the thing, that's not new. This goes all the way back to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3. From, from the very first moment that Adam and Eve sinned, what was the first thing they did? They hid and they blamed. They hid from God and they blamed each other. Uh, fighting and flighting, <laughs> fleeing, if you will. Um, that's what we do when we are afraid. And really, like I said, that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve's response to fear invading their lives and relationships. And what you see God doing from, the, from that day to this, God has been busy trying to heal, trying to restore, trying to create a health in the lives and relationships of people who now have fear ridden and fear-ruined lives and relationships. Um, Listen to what Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 3. Don't ignore God's healing or His instruction. And don't lose heart. That means don't be afraid when He corrects you. For God proves His love to us by disciplining us. And then I found this quote by Oswald Chambers. He says this, God God is continually at work revealing secret areas of our heart where there is envy, laziness, pride, and selfishness. And courage is required if we're going to see and own and ask forgiveness for and admit our need, but the brave will welcome God's light and welcome God's work. And they are the ones, the brave, they are the ones that will experience God's healing and God's freedom.
Don't miss what I'm saying. Yes, if we want relationally successful, relationally lasting um, uh, success, we're going to have to be willing to work hard to make that happen. But we also have to be brave. We have to be courageous. That's a quality that is so valued, so honored, so emphasized throughout the scriptures. I want you just to think about the, the major players, the major characters throughout the Old and the New Testament and how those people, think, think of three or four of the major people in the Bible that come to your mind. Think about what characterize their lives. Now, I know you would have many qualities that might come to your mind, but I want to suggest that one quality that unites all of them is the quality of bravery. People who knew and followed God were people who had lives characterized by courage, by bravery. Think of Noah how courageous a man he must have been to spend a hundred years building a boat when he had never seen a body of water, enduring the ridicule, the shame, the mockery, probably the, the uh, uh, attack of others around him. And yet he endured and was steadfast and faithful. And then going through that year in that boat, with his family and all of those animals. What courage and bravery he must have displayed. Think about Abraham and Sarah. God coming to them and uh, when they were old people already and saying, I want you to leave your homeland. I want you to leave your family. I want you to leave your everything you hold dear, everything that makes life safe and comfortable. And I want you to follow me to a new land where I want you to live, and I'm going to build a wonderful life for you there. Think of the courage that was demanded to do that. Think of Moses and Joshua standing before Pharaoh. Think of Rahab and Ruth. Think of David and Esther. Just think of all the people in the Bible that, that were the major examples of, of what it meant and what it looked like to follow God. Bravery characterized each of their lives. How about Mary and Joseph? We just celebrated Christmas. Think about the courage that those two people must have possessed to, to follow God into those lives that God had created for them. Uh, John the Baptist, the 12 apostles. Um, think of the courage that each of those people possessed. Most of those people I've mentioned they were not necessarily holy. They weren't necessarily successful, intelligent, skilled, or pretty. But what they each possessed was courage and bravery. I find it very interesting, sadly so, that in our day as Christians in the church, we've made... Uh, one of the key evidences that we have faith in God. We've made one of the key evidences 
the avoidance of sin. Oh, are you a Christian? Well, then I'm sure you don't cuss. You don't go to bad movies. You don't uh, lie. You don't. We, we, we associate a life committed to God by their avoidance of sin. And I'm not saying that's not, there's not some truth to that. But I would suggest that if you read the Bible as a whole, an indicator that a person had faith in God, a, a, a greater indicator, a more profound, clear indicator of a person who was following God and knew God was that they were a person of bravery, a person of courage. Um, I don't think you or I would find anyone in the Scriptures that was trying to follow God where we wouldn't see that part of a, a journey of following God included times where God led them through very scary situations. Situations that were worthy of being afraid, worthy of being scared. Following God into scary situations seems to be a normal part of a journey with God. And I just want to suggest to us, um, don't, don't miss this, that God did not give people courage by promising that He would rescue them from every scary situation or prevent them from experiencing pain and loss. What I've found is that when God told people, don't fear, follow me, even through these difficult, scary situations. But don't fear. Don't be afraid. Be brave. Be courageous. What God gave them consistently throughout the Scripture was not the promise of deliverance or rescue. What God gave them was a glimpse of Himself and a glimpse of how God felt about them and saw them. He gave them a glimpse of how amazing He was. His power, His wisdom, His goodness, His kindness, His faithfulness, His patience. And also He gave them a glimpse of how passionately He loved them. Um, it might be a silly example to you, but where my mind goes is my wife loves to watch Bobby Flay. If she was here, she would be nodding her head. And can you imagine that if Bobby Flay called you on the phone and said, hey, I want you to come over to my house tomorrow night and let's cook a meal together. Now my wife would be all over that, let me just tell you. Um, uh, and she would go without blinking an eye. She, she'd say, I can come if I want to, but she's going. But Sherry, did he promise you that everything would work out perfectly? No. Did he give you all the details of how the meal would go? How all the food prep would go? No. What I know is that by going and cooking a meal with Bobby Flay, my wife would tell you, I have the assurance that it's all going to work out just fine and it's all going to taste great. Courage comes from the confidence of knowing that God is really great and that He really, really 
loves us. That's what I think John's talking about in 1 John chapter 4 where he says, perfect love casts out all fear. Think about that. Where there's perfect love, where there's an understanding that we are loved, lock, stock, and barrel from the top of our pointy heads to the bottom of our sneaky feet, we're loved warts and all. Where we really understand and can believe that we are loved that much, fear goes away. Listen to these verses where God tells people, don't fear. Isaiah 41, you are my servant, the one I've chosen, and you are a child of my dear friend Abraham. I've pursued you to the ends of the earth, and I've called to you and said, You are my servant, my chosen one, and I will never reject you. So do not fear. I am with you. Don't be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you and I will hold you with my good and strong hand. Do you see what God's doing there? He's telling Isaiah, he's telling us through Isaiah, You don't have to fear. Well, God, why? Why don't I have to fear? Is it because you promised that I will never have problems? I'll never experience loss or ruin or pain? No. What I'm promising you, what what I'm telling you is that you don't have to fear because I, God, am great and I greatly love you. And because of those two things, because those two things are true, you do not have to fear. Think about Joshua chapter 1 where God says, This is my command. Be strong and courageous and don't be afraid or discouraged. Why, God? For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. For the Lord, what are you the Lord of? The heavens and the earth. I'm the Lord of everything. For the Lord, your God, not just God in general or God of everybody, but I'm your personal God. For the Lord of everything, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Therefore, it's reasonable. If that's true, it is reasonable for God to say, to tell us, you don't have to fear. Then one of my favorite verses that I go to, oh, at least once a week in my own personal life, Uh, when I'm afraid, and that's in uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 32. And that's where Jesus says, Fear not, little flock, for it pleases your Father to give you the kingdom. Do you hear what Jesus is telling us? Fear not. Why, Jesus? Why don't I have to fear? Because fear not, little flock, sheep. Fear not, little flock, for it pleases your Father, children. Shepherds have sheep, fathers have children, and it pleases your father to give you the kingdom. Kingdoms are made up of kings and princes and princesses. And what that reminds me of, and I quote it to myself all the time, and that is that Jesus is saying, Larry, you don't have to fear because you are my sheep and I am your shepherd. You are my child and I am your dad. You are my prince, and I am your king. And if those three things are true, you're my sheep, and I'm your shepherd. You're my child, and I'm your dad. 
and you are my prince, and I am your king. If those three things are true, there's no need to fear. We of all people, living in a very scary world, should not be afraid. We of all people should be very brave. If we're convinced that God is truly great, and if we're convinced that God loves us greatly, and if we're convinced from Deuteronomy chapter 20 that this great God that loves us greatly is fighting for us. That's what Deuteronomy chapter 20 says. God says, be still. Just stand there and be still. I am the God who fights for you. Do I believe that? That when I'm facing scary situations that God has clearly led me into, can I still be brave out of the confidence of knowing that God is fighting for me? Isn't that the whole point of the story of David and Goliath? Isn't that the, you know, we read David and Goliath and we think, oh, I need to be brave like David. That's not the point of the story of David and Goliath. The point of that story is, is to ask yourself the question, who are you in that story? Are we David? No, no, no. We're not David. We're the other soldiers hiding behind the rocks and the trees, hiding from the giant Goliath. And those people needed a champion to defeat the giants in their lives. God wasn't asking those soldiers of Israel to be brave. What he was asking them to do is to believe that God was great, that God loved them greatly, and that God would send them a champion who would defeat their giants. And that's what God's telling us. I'm not asking you to be strong enough to defeat your giants. I'm asking you to find bravery and courage in your confidence that God will send a champion, which he's already done. That's his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And by sending that champion, he will defeat the giants in my life. Can I believe and can I find courage in knowing that the God of the Bible, the God who lives in my heart, is truly great and that he loves me greatly and that he is greatly fighting the giants in my life? Can I See, am I willing to accept the fact that the greatest enemy in my life are not the other people that I see as problems? My greatest enemy are not other people, not my relationship. The greatest enemy in my life is my own fear. And God wants to help me overcome my fear. He was trying to remove the fear in Adam and Eve's lives. And He's still trying to do it today in your life and in my life. I want us to remember today as we end that people that have relationally, that are relationally successful, that have lasting, real, satisfying uh, uh, relationships, they're people that are not lazy and they are people that are brave, that have come to the place where they really believe that God is great and that God loves them greatly, that He's fighting for them and that He is going to help them Therefore, there is no reason to be afraid. We want to end the service today by just taking some bread and some wine and eating and drinking just to declare. I think it's just a great way once a week just 
to remind ourselves, I don't have to fear because God sent His Son to die on the cross and He did it for no other reason than to prove to me, to remove any doubt that He is great, great enough to, do, to forgive my sin and defeat my ultimate enemies and to adopt me into His family and to remove any doubt from, uh, so that I can believe that He loves me. He really loves me. He loves me as I am. And I eat and I drink to declare once again, I believe that and I thank God for that. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for giving your body and your blood so that my sins could be forgiven and so that my ultimate enemies could be defeated. I bless you for that. I thank you that I don't have to live a life of fear. I can live a life of courage because you are great and you greatly love me and you are fighting for me. And for that, I want to say thank you. Bless you for being with us today. Have a great week. Amen. When darkness tries to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Shame no longer has a place to hide. I am not a captive to the lies I'm not afraid to leave my past behind Cause I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. There's power that can break off every chain. There's power that can empty out a grave. There's resurrection power that can save. There's power in your name. Power in your name. There's power that can break off every chain. There's power that can empty out a grave. There's resurrection power that can save. There's power in your name. There's power in your name. Cause my fear. 
doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Oh, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Welcome. I mean, thanks for coming again and welcome. <laughs> we are Christ Community Church. You guys come back next week. We'll be here same time, 1015 on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Larry's living room coming at you. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Y'all have a great week. See you next Sunday. <laughs>